gotta talk right into the mic. Like, right into it. Yeah, like it's. We are back with another episode of Waves, the City of Kenora podcast. And October is a big month in the City of Kenora, so we're really excited to share information on the upcoming municipal election. Well, it's a super big topic. I mean, the public is about to elect the people that are going to give us the direction over the next four years. Absolutely. And so that's what we're covering on today's episode. We actually have a a special guest in the house today. We do have a special guest, our Director of Corporate Services, City Clerk, Heather Pilak, who's in the studio with us today. Hi, Heather. How are you? Hi, Megan. I'm doing great and happy to be here with these two celebrities today. I've been listening to you for for months over the last several podcasts, so I'm excited to be selected to be the next one in the booth. Oh, we're super excited to have you. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. So as we mentioned in the introduction, October is a big month in the city of Kenora because we have an upcoming municipal election on October 24th. And as I mentioned, you are the director of corporate services and the city clerk, and you've been with the city for quite a number of years. So maybe can you give us just like a 10 second overview? What is the role of the city clerk? Ooh, 10 seconds or less? You can can take a little liberty with that. So the city clerk, um, contrary to the title, the city clerk in a municipality is actually one of the uh, appointed, officially appointed positions that every municipality must have. So there's different um, compositions across the municipalities depending on sizes, but it is one of the officials um, in the municipality and it does look after all of the uh, regulations of the city, which are the bylaws. So the mayor and the clerk must, must execute all of the bylaws that are passed by council. And of course, there are other uh, numerous other delegated authorities through hundreds of acts in the province (laughs) where it says the city clerk shall or the city clerk must. So um, it is a very broad position with with a lot of responsibilities. And of course, municipal elections gets to be one of them um, every four years. So uh, while I thank you for the I'm an expert, I only do it every four years. So it certainly takes uh, brushing up when you're when you're entering the election time. Well, you've done a few of these before, haven't you? Just a couple. Just a couple. So, so we're, in, we're in good hands. We're in good hands. So when, I guess, technically is the municipal election? So the election is October 24th. However, early voting takes place October 11th until the 24th. So um, it's an election period and we've been in an election period ever since nominations opened. So May 2nd nominations opened and and candidates could then file their nomination. So it officially kicks off the the election period. Um, but the voting period starts October 11th and ends on the 24th. Well, I just learned something new. There you go. But we're going to get into all the details about voting. But why is it important to vote? Like, you've done a few of these now. And, I mean, I have my ideas of why it's important to vote, um, working for the city of Kenora. But if you had to give a, a key message out to the public to get out there and vote, why is it important to vote? Yeah, and so just to be clear, in the city of Kenora, when we are – moving towards this election, we are electing one mayor and six councillors. And they will govern our municipality for a period of four years. And so, yeah, to Josh's point, why is it important for people to vote for those officials? 
I guess the number one reason is that you have your say who you feel should be leading our community. Um, That's the number one reason. The second, um, you know, kind of explanation I would give to people is if you think about the analogy of government and, you know, there are levels of government that you almost as an individual in the community, you feel a little out of touch with. So the, the federal government is the grandparent The provincial government is the parent and the municipal government is the child, but they're the closest to the community. Mm -hmm. So they are the ones that are making the decisions that affect you the most. So while there's, you know, the grandparent and the parent making other decisions that maybe don't touch you quite as much directly, decisions that directly affect you day to day are the child levels of government. That makes sense. Okay, so we said we're now in a voting period and it ends on October 24th. How do people vote in the city of Kenora? Well, uh, for the last, uh, this will be the third municipal election that we have indicated uh, to the public that we you know, strongly feel we will increase voter turnout by um, using electronic or uh, telephone voting. So the public uh, has the choice. They can vote online or they can vote by telephone. Okay, so wait, so you're no, saying... we've done this, like this is what we've done for the last three elections or two elections? Yes, last two elections, this is the third. Third election that we've done telephone and, and electronic voting through through the computer. So if I'm not comfortable calling on the telephone or using my tablet or my computer to vote, is there a way for me to vote aside from that? Can I come into City Hall? Can you help me with that? How, how do I go about that if I'm not comfortable in that aspect? Absolutely. So um, a couple of options that you have, you can come into City Hall starting October 11th. We will have uh, election staff that are trained there to assist you with voting. So we can not only just assist you with the actual voting, we can also assist you if you didn't get a voter information letter or you're having problems um, accessing the voter site. So you can come into City Hall Council Chambers, access from the north side closest to the tracks out front, and um, uh, uh, see the staff. They can walk you through voting. If, if someone needs assistance where they actually need us to help voting, we have a process for that and we can assist you with that on site. So this is a little bit different than a federal or provincial election because there are no paper voting things. There's, you do not vote by paper. Um, it's you don't all mark that electronically. X. You don't, you don't mark, mark, mark the X. X. You don't mark the X. You click the X. Oh, there you oh, go. Okay, so there we go. Um, so I guess another important question would be, who can vote? So eligible voters, um, you must be 18 years of age or older. You must reside or own property or be a tenant or a spouse of thereof um, in the municipality. And uh, we obtain our voters lists from the MPAC. So it is not a list that is maintained by the city of Kenora. It is not drawn directly from our tax roll. So there are a lot of questions when the voter information letters come out, why there is incorrect information. And, um, you know, we always like to explain to the public that is not a list that we uh, maintain. It is something that comes directly from the Municipal Property Assessment Corporation. Now, that will change in the next election because Elections Ontario will be taking that list. So there, we do hope to improve that and have a little continuity um, from federal and provincial elections versus the municipal election. 
so what happens if I don't end up on the list or I think I should be on this list? Or I want to know if I'm on the list. I want to know if I'm on the list. Who do I, can I contact you? Or can I talk, contact City Hall, the elections office? Who do I contact? We do have a voter assistance number, which is listed on the voter information letter. It's been through our various social media campaigns. It's been in the newspaper radio. Uh, it is 467-2975. People can call there and uh, ask that information over the phone. If you forget that number, they can always call the main city hall office and the staff there will transfer you to the election staff. So you've mentioned a few times this this voter information letter. This is something that comes in the mail, correct? It's like a gold prize that arrives yeah. in the mailbox. It's but so exciting. It's not a utility bill. It's not a utility <laughs> bill. <laughs> Thank the world. Um, but you said there's some information or there's some information on this voter information letter that is kind of key in order to help you vote and ensure that there's security in the voting and that your vote is actually counted towards. So what information is on that voter information letter? The voter information letter obviously has your personal information. It has a unique pin that is unique to only yourself and then instructions on how you can vote. So you can choose the option of going to the website. You can choose the phone number to call and then you would enter the pin number that's provided on that voter information letter and make your selection from there. The voting website is very, very simple to follow. Um, you have the opportunity to back up if you're, you know, not, not sure, or you want to change your selection. Once you've confirmed your vote, your vote is, is finished. Um, and it does provide you a unique, um, identifier that says, here's your receipt that you voted and then your vote is cast. Okay. I have a question. It's not on the list of things we discussed earlier, but in the last election, there were three questions that were included outside of basically the initial vote, like the mayor and then the six councillors, is the city of Kenora looking to add any additional questions or, um, I don't know, opportunities for people to give their opinion during this election? Has that been discussed yet? Yep, there will be a survey at the end, similar to the last uh, election where there was a survey that you could participate in. It's voluntary, but it does provide us a great um, view of voter opinions on online voting. And um, those statistics, we do participate as part of that study. It's done by a university professor in Southern Ontario who captures it for the entire province. And it's really, um, really good data for a municipality to have and for a province to have. We're also hoping that it promotes and encourages other levels of government to consider online Mm -hmm. voting. At the end of the election, when the voting period closes... What happens next? How do we get the results? How do we verify the results? What kind of process do you follow? No pressure for the clerk at that point, <laughs> who is uh, sweating in the background, <laughs> waiting to press the button. So there is a process that's provided uh, by our uh, supplier, who the vendor that we've selected to assist us with this election this year. Um, there is a process that the clerk must follow. Um, and there's three different ways that we run the calculation to ensure that we get the exact number each time. And then those verifications are completed, and then those numbers can be released. Okay, so it's like a three-step process at the end to make sure you're getting the same result. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's it's ironclad. That PIN number that you get in your voter information letter is tied directly to you. So you have to enter, I believe you said, your date of birth on top of that. So if your date of birth and the voter PIN number don't add up or they don't match on the voter information letter, 
it won't let you vote. Yeah, so that is one of the security features. Is there anything else that people need to know about voting? I think I want to know. I want to know one more thing because you obviously get a lot of calls. So what are some of the key questions that you see? What are some of the, the regular questions that you see that you can maybe answer on this podcast that would help people? Sure. A lot of uh, questions focus around just re- receiving assistance. And I'd like to add that aside from our City Hall Council Chambers voter assistance area that they can come and attend. We are also on a traveling road show for uh, that two-week period where we're going into various uh, centres, we're going into some of our senior homes, we're into, um, you know, Pinecrest, Pinecrest Home for the Age, Wigwas, uh, into the hospital, various places like that to make sure that the public has that opportunity to vote. Uh, we provide the assistance there as well. Um, so that is one of the primary questions of what if I need help. Yep. Um, second is the security. You know, people are concerned. Some people have received duplicate voter information letters. Uh, we always like to assure you one of them won't work because the information is incorrect in one of them. And 99% of the time, the information that's incorrect is your date of birth. So you could try to use one of them, but you won't know the date of birth. So there's no way to validate and use the second letter. Gotcha. So you can only vote once. You can only vote once. Um, We also, you know, any accessibility needs that the public may have, uh, these devices that you do use in your common day-to-day provide you that accessibility access. So if you have a tablet or a computer, it will likely have the accessibility features that you require to to access, as well as telephone. Many people have the assisted devices on their telephone, which allows them to use that, and that provides that level of opportunity again for voting when you have accessible needs. So really what you're trying to tell me is there's no reason someone shouldn't vote. There is no reason someone shouldn't (laughs) vote. And, uh, you know, we really want to encourage and promote everybody to get involved in their community. And this is one way that you can directly be involved. Um, Cast your vote. Have your say. Yeah. And you don't have to vote for six members of council Uh, and you don't have to vote for a mayor of course we would encourage everyone to do that but it allows you to vote for up to six and one mayor Uh, but you can decline an office and you can also only vote for one if you you know you've done your research you've listened to the candidates campaigns you've attended different sessions for candidates uh, you've read on canorvotes.ca about the candidate profiles and you said you know I really only feel comfortable voting for one or two mm-hmm. then those are the two that you should vote for you don't have to vote for six that's that good information sense. that's really good information for sure all right I think we kind of covered almost everything municipal elections I'm sure that there'll probably be some questions that pop up after this um, but if you're ever looking for more information again I'm gonna get Heather to give you the phone number one more time here it's I think four six seven two nine seven five <laughs> and also encourage everybody to to go to canoravotes.ca. All of the candidates' profiles are up there. Educate yourself, learn, read about your candidates. They've been promoted through our local media. There are different ways to learn about your candidates and and make your selections from there. Awesome information. Yeah, thanks very much for coming in today, Heather, and talking to us about everything we need to know about the municipal elections. And if anybody has any topics or um, ideas for other conversations that we should have on the City of Kenora podcast, please email us at podcast at Kenora.ca. We would love to hear from you. So Josh, are you hyped to vote? 
well, I'm going to vote. I have to vote. I just listened to 20 minutes of all voter information. <laughs> we'll go home and check for your voter information letter. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.